This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only in Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Hey everyone, welcome to Not Your Average Bucket List by Only in Your State. I'm your host, Marissa Roman, and I am here with our other host, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Marissa. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. It is snowing in Ohio, so I am freezing, but it's, oh, no. it's beautiful. I will, I will give you that. <laughs> okay, good. Yes. I miss the snow. I love snow so much. I know that you know, some people hate it if they're around it too much, but I love the snow. You know, I love it. I get so, so excited for weather, like in general. So thunderstorms, rain, snow. Mm. Uh, it's just about... I think early March is when I'm like, okay, that's enough. right. <laughs> we get it. Right. In the beginning, it's nice. And then the snow plows like kind of muck it up a little bit, right? It gets like dirty. Oh, all and, that dirty yeah. snow. <laughs> yeah. Not fun. Yep. Well, I'm really excited to talk about Cayucos. Let's hope I'm doing that justice. Cayucos, California today. Um, how about you? I was, I'm very excited. I also had a premonition of like, oh no, it's going to be a, how will Sarah pronounce it today? <laughs> um, kind of situation. I went through and I'm like, okay, I see that it's Spanish for canoe. So it's mm. Cayucos, Cayucos. Ca- I, I mean, I, I went through all the things that I did without actually Googling pronunciation, just, just for fun. Okay. So, <laughs> that's what I, nice. Yeah. I do. Cayucos, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I want to say yes. Um, I'm sure we'll be corrected okay. if not, but yes, I think we're on the same page with that. Um, I do yes. I do see maybe the beginnings of a new segment. How will Sarah pronounce this? <laughs> you know, we might as well just get out in front of it, right? <laughs> like, say, <"Hey>, let's, <laughs> we understand that this is a little sideways, but <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it's. You know, I want to do it justice, but also let's just be upfront and say, hey, I might get things wrong. Right. And that's okay. You can tell us whenever we, you know, mispronounce. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> we are just doing our best after all. So, yep. okay, Cayucos. I love this town. Um, I've never been, however, just doing my research. I'm the type of person that needs needs to live by a body of water. That's just what I've discovered about myself. There's something about being near water, seeing water. To me, it's soothing all around. Um, I was reading this article the other day from Condé Nast Traveler about the science behind this and why humans are so drawn to lakes, rivers, oceans. It was really fascinating to me. Yeah, because I, I figured there has to be something because that's always been what I've gravitated towards growing up in New Jersey. Uh, I would try to go to the the shore as much as possible. And then moving down to Florida, uh, something just felt right. So can I get, can I guess before you say what it is? Yes. I'm just very curious. Yeah. Uh, okay. Awesome. Uh, so my initial thought, okay. I'm assuming based in science and, you know, maybe like human evolution throughout the years is that we were drawn to bodies of water because we know that we can survive it will be cleaner maybe have source for food i don't know what it, yes what is it yeah 100 percent. Oh, you nailed nice. it yes nice <laughs> yeah that's that, that's yeah. where it started was just you know human evolution and survival and discovery and sustenance 
And that's where it all began, but that's kind of evolved over time that now uh, scientists are are discovering this term called blue mind that okay. it's achieved when we're around a body of water. And they're saying that it's a way for humans now, since we've evolved into a very overstimulated, hyper-connected modern day society, it's a chance for us to disconnect and just like be able to mentally, to watch a body of water or to be near it and just kind of let our thoughts mm. quiet a little bit. Yeah. So it's almost like it, like a grounding experience that you get to get that completely enamored and embrace the water and just watch and not be so on. Yeah, definitely. And it's similar to like way back when Victorian doctors, they were prescribing sea air for people to cure their mm. ailments. Yep. This is kind of what scientists now are saying that blue mind is a way for people to be near a body of water and kind of clear some mental ailments. Um, you know, nice. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was thinking about when I was when I was researching Cayucos, that it just seemed like that type of place where you can disconnect from like a really hyper connected modern day life. Yeah, I agree. I felt like this was one of those towns that if I visited, I would absolutely have first thought, wow. I could move here, but then also when I start looking up the average home value, follow it up with, no, I could not. Um, but it is, it looks gorgeous and just so much like natural, like so many natural beauties to explore just in that area. Yeah, definitely. I think um, just like initial thoughts on the small town itself, it's only about 2,500 people and four square miles so there's definitely no confusing if this is a a big town or a little city like lebanon this one is definitely a small town right, right. yes yeah that what would you say two two point five two point six thousand people uh yeah 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 twenty five hundred people nice yeah so yeah i feel like uh many people have called this a resort town because just throughout mm -hmm. history, people have vacationed there because uh, it's a beautiful place. Beach-wise, you have cliffs, you have hiking. Um, pretty much wherever you go in town, you have views of the ocean, which is incredible. Uh, was there anything else yeah. that, that you like initially found about Cayucos that you were just thrilled about? You know, well... There was one thing that I kept seeing and I was wondering like, what is this? I don't understand it. I don't. So whenever I saw slow cow, I'm like, do people call like Southern California slow cow? Is this like a thing I'm not hip to? But then I'm like, it's in St. Louis Obispo. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> like it's just like, I think it's a cute name for this like county and region and I just kept seeing it like oh maybe I'm not cool but yeah <laughs> it took me it took me a while um so that was one thing but also um I did love how it almost felt like you were traveling back in time to like the old west of beach towns mm. <laughs> it seemed like it, there was a lot of like um like for one there's a saloon but also a lot of murals and it just felt 
almost like a back lot in certain areas. Like it was like designed just to look like the old West. Yes. Yeah. I noticed that too. And then when I came across the fact that it's nicknamed one of the last of the California beach towns, that makes total sense. Yeah. 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 It really does. Yeah. So, uh, you mentioned that Cayucos is Spanish for canoes. Did you have any more like historical context? uh that about the town yeah so i saw that it was originally settled by the chumash peoples and they were using um a lot of boats and canoes to fish in the bay so i think whenever uh i think the more european settlers moved out they saw that and i think i think named it um for the canoes uh i saw that it was settled in what like 1860s by a captain james cass or rediscovered i guess by the captain so i'm not sure where exactly the name came from but that's why it was called uh cayucos cool cayucos i have to keep saying it to myself i know (laughs) um but yeah uh also reading in my research the area was part of the mexican land grant that was given in 1842 uh so that I would assume I you said cap uh, Captain Cass. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. So it was settled in 1860. Yeah. So I guess if it was part of the 1867. Cool. Okay. Yes. Interesting. But that would explain the uh, Spanish the Spanish name. And okay. Um. Yeah, I was actually looking to see if there was any. Um, since it's such an old town, I mean, a lot of these old towns. Like, if there's any you know, hauntings or a weird history. And to be honest, I couldn't, I couldn't find a thing aside from uh, the captain's house is still in town. And I suppose it's a historic building, but nothing to report back on aside from some, like his niece's diary reference some hauntings, but nothing too fancy. Interesting. I wonder if that's just one of those ways that tourism wants to thwart people from Yep. going to explore the hauntings because how can you have a place that's that right. historic and it doesn't have any sort of hauntings or, or ghost stories i know i was trying to di- dig up some interesting um just like weird history and it was you know i couldn't find much um they've done a great job marketing their town as this like I like how it's self-described as the complete resort town providing relaxation away from the heat and smog of the California Valley inland and metropolitan areas. I'm like, yep. Yeah, that checks out. Nailed it. (laughs) They have a great marketing team there. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, so geographically, it is located about halfway between LA and San Francisco, which I think is pretty cool for anybody that's taking Mm -hmm. a road trip. This would be a great place to sidebar from your road trip and maybe spend a night or two enjoying this really small beach town. Absolutely. And I think also um, it's so isolated and hasn't been built up because I saw it was sheltered by what they say is a green belt. So it's benefiting the local farmers and, you know, people who want to do agriculture in the area, but also stops that urban sprawl that, you know, comes with a lot of overdeveloped land. So it is just like a little gem on the coast and it is protected by all the farmland. Nice. I love that. So in your findings, was there one thing, a couple things that really stood out to you about what this town is known for? 
So I do think that um, it being such a small and charming California town, like obviously there's going to be some um, surfing and, you know, just like walking up the beach and just enjoying like the hikes. But I did think that it was really interesting that it's considered like part of the whale trail. So Mm. the pier at Cayucos is one of the sites where you can actually spot whales. Um, Apparently you can watch gray whales as they're heading south and like in the winter and coming back north in March and April. So you can see, like, if you go in the spring, you could like look out for um, whales and their babies. And I've never seen a whale myself, like either on a boat or from a pier. So I just thought that was really neat that you wouldn't have to go out on a big journey, but you could potentially see from the pier. Yeah, that is very cool. I remember when I was in California driving through in my van, I stopped in Pacific City, which is south of San Francisco. And they had a lot of, this was a couple years ago, they had um, parking, free parking on this bluff. And I just remember, you know, out my van door, looking out to the ocean and seeing whales, just like breaking the surface casually. Oh, wow. Yeah. It just blew my mind. Yeah, I know. Because coming from the East Coast, you don't see that at all. And then, you know, everybody else was just kind of casual about it, like, oh, yeah, those are the whales. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, but they're whales. (laughs) (laughs) They're huge. Right. Um, That would be really cool. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, that would be really neat to go out on that pier and just, like, see whales without having to do a whole boat tour. Mm -hmm. What about you? Did you discover anything that you thought was really stand out? Yeah, also surfing. And, you know, beach going, but I did read a lot about seafood that people were mm-hmm. saying that that is the place to go for fresh seafood, that you can find some of the best seafood uh, from people just, you know, locally in the area, just that proximity to the Pacific, you have some of the best seafood you can find along the coast. Amazing. Uh, do they have any like fish markets or anywhere that you can browse or, you know, go to the wharf or anything like that? You know, I'm not sure about that. I do know that they have a seasonal farmer's market. So I'm wondering if maybe they have yeah. something there that that people could uh, find some seafood. Yeah, I was wondering if it is better to like just go straight to the restaurant because it was such a small town that they didn't have like a you know, like a fish market where, you know, some towns you can go pick out the fish you want and boom, they'll cook it up for you, fillet it for you. But I think that, yeah, any restaurant you would go to in Cayucos would be as prime spot for great seafood. Yeah, definitely. Um, And also, I don't know if you found out, this one's kind of tricky when we're talking about the best time of year to visit, because I feel like if weather is a factor in this decision, which it has been predominantly for most of these towns we've discussed, this one doesn't really have weather mm-hmm. as a deciding factor because it everything the temperature is relatively stable throughout the whole year in the 60s and 70s. Which is just so perfect. I mean, chef's kiss. That yeah. is <laughs> ideal. Um, I will say that they also have a lot of events for a small town. They have events throughout the year, and especially like with the whale watching and the hiking, beach going. I do think that any time of year would be great. I think for me, going in the winter, one, I'm a Midwesterner, so I'm trying to, you know, save my sanity, right. would be great. Um, but also they have, like, it looks like a great Christmas in Cayucos festival. Hmm. They have the polar bear dip in January on New Year's Day. 
And then it, with the whales migrating during December and January, I think that'd just be perfect timing to, to check it out. Wow. Polar bear dip. I can only imagine that this is involving people plunging into water. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yep. It's one of those things, whenever I see people do it, I always think to myself, like, you know what, Sarah, I bet I could. I know I couldn't. <laughs> Let's be honest. I would, <laughs> I would wimp out, but I feel like I would want to try it once in my life. Right. Well, you said you notoriously run hot, right? Right. It should be relaxing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because I was going to say, you said a, a sauna was your worst nightmare, so yeah. you would think that this would be yeah, maybe, <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. I just, uh, uh, no, I think it would be also very, you know what? I like temperate, you know, just right there in the middle. He'll be fine. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, seeing the polar bear dip, even if I'm not participating, it would be great to cheer on those folks who are you know, taking the plunge. Definitely. Respect to everybody who does that because that right. too does not sound enjoyable to me at all in any capacity. Uh, you know, <laughs> right. that does not equate to fun for me. That's some sort of torture. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. No, kudos to them. Um, I also found uh, there are a couple besides the farmer's market that opens seasonally throughout the summer, which is a huge draw mm -hmm. for people, locals, visitors. Uh, spring, they also have their annual sea glass festival. Yeah. Um, that looked neat, too. So I just loved how I feel like Cayucos is a really well-rounded place yes. that you can go any time of year. Yes, I agree with that. Um, and it is so uh, catered toward you know, um, people wanting to visit little beach towns and as a resort community, I feel like if you find a place to stay and you have a couple of things you want to do, you have a full weekend very easily. Like, I don't think you're going to struggle for things to do. Yeah, definitely. Which is so surprising for such a small town, mm -hmm. you know, and such a small population. Uh, I really feel like it's one of the busiest that we've featured so far. Yes. Uh, and not only that, but if you did want to drive outside of town, it's close to Harmony and Cambria. Um, I see you can also visit Morro Bay and I'm going to probably also butcher this, but San Simeon, um, where the Hearst Castle mm. is, I think. So mm, nice. Yeah. If you took a road trip and just wanted to take a loop of the general area, I think there's a lot of other things you could visit too. Cool. That's awesome. Um, so speaking of We've made our way to my favorite part of this podcast, A Perfect Day mm -hmm. in Cayucos, California. Yep. And I could have gone on forever, to be quite honest with you, because there is so much and everything that I was finding, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I want to do this. I want to do this. Yep. So mm -hmm. did you, when you planned your perfect day, did, did you have a season in mind that you were hoping for or it was just general? I think I was aiming for December, January. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Okay. Nice. Well, I'd love to hear about your perfect day in Cayucos. Okay. I mean, are you sure? I You can go first. I know I always go, but... No, it's okay. I love listening to the places you find because they always are like places that I haven't even heard of. It's either that or places we're definitely going to together because we have the same right. itinerary. So... <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I would start with the... Staying at the on the beach bed and breakfast. There are quite a few B&Bs there, but I feel like the views from that place is just perfect. And then nice. I would make my way over for breakfast at Hidden Kitchen. Um, it seems like there's a couple spots 
that they have in the area, but there is one in Cayucos and just to get breakfast food, coffee, juice, anything like that. And I would, you know, get nice and refreshed for the day. And then I think, to be honest with you, I'd spend a good portion of my day going to tide pools, walking down the pier, checking out the shipwreck that if it's still there, like on the beach and just taking in the area. Um, And then they also have a lot of spots for scenic hiking. So like the Estera Bluff State Park, the Trail Within, even going into the Whale Rock Reservoir and hiking around there. Um, as I mentioned, if it is in January and I can catch the polar bear dip, I would love to <laughs> handing out, I don't know if it's like handing out hot chocolates or just clapping, but <laughs> I would, um, Aww. I'd love to see it. And, um, let's see also because the town is just so, it's not even themed, but it just feels like the old West. And there's a lot of murals. I see you can do like a self-guided mural tour. So I'd probably, you know, get another coffee or something and walk around town and take in the murals, um, swing by brown butter cookies and get some dessert to just sort of like hoard for my hotel room. Um, (laughs) and then I think I would have dinner at the Lunata garden bistro restaurant, but ending the day, I'm really excited to stop at one of the, I want to say themed bars, but they're not themed like, you know, cringy theme, but they're just, they are what they are. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) Schooner's Wharf or the old Cayucos Tavern and Card Room. And I think they Mm -hmm. even do live music events, like music contests at Schooner's Wharf. So end the night there, have some fun, listen to a live music, and then walk back to the B&B. That sounds awesome. That sounds really perfect. I didn't even hear about that. Those two uh, saloons, mm-hmm. the old card yep. room. I mean, that sounds great. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, it says saloon over top of the uh, actual tavern, so you have to stop in, right? Right. De- most definitely, yeah. yes. Okay. How about you? Okay. So I'm gonna start off with uh, no surprise coffee at mm-hmm. uh, Luna Coffee Bar. Ooh, that. Nice. I checked out their menu. They pretty much have like every coffee drink that you could possibly hope for, which I thought was so great. They have milk alternatives. They also have breakfast burrito sandwiches. You name it, they have it. So it's like a great place to launch your day. And then from there, I was going to go over to the pier, Mm -hmm. maybe take my coffee and just sit and kind of, you know, try and get some of that blue mind Yeah, uh, by just hanging out and watching the ocean the pier is, uh, it's, I think, I want to say it was built back in the 1870s. And oh, wow. uh, it, yeah, and it stretches out over 900 feet into the Pacific. So to me, that seems like the perfect place just to people watch, water watch, uh, you know, wildlife watch. Absolutely. And just kind of kick back. And then for me, I planned my trip around spring, summer. So, Next, I was going over to Cayuco State Beach to do some surfing. Nice. And I do know people surf there year-round, obviously with a wetsuit. I feel like even in the spring and summer, I would use a wetsuit because that's just what appeals to me. But (laughs) uh, yeah, Yeah. I'm just, I'm a baby when it comes to cold water. So that's what I get for living in Florida for so long. (laughs) Well, let me ask you, I'm not a surfer. And so I know nothing about the sport, but I would assume if you're in the Pacific, most people would probably want a wetsuit, right? Like that's cold. 
Yes. It, to me, that is very cold. I've surfed in that area before in like San Juan Capistrano mm -hmm. and I needed a wetsuit and that was in spring and okay. summer. But, but yeah, it was just cold for me, but I do know that most people when they're, you know, I guess maybe except for people that have, have done it for a really long time and gotten used to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like wetsuit is always the way to go. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also just there's a place that I found in town, Cayuco Surf Company. They offer lessons for anybody that wants to start or, you know, give it a shot while they're there. So I thought that was cool. Very nice. Um, I did find also that shipwreck looks incredible. Mm -hmm. And I would definitely want to go check it out, take some photos. Uh, so it was shipwrecked in 2017. It was a commercial fish fishing vessel and uh it's there wrecked on shore so that just you know seems like a really cool uh thing that you just wouldn't find elsewhere mm -hmm. yeah i don't know what it is about um i mean it's almost like urban exploring right like just being able to see something that once was and like you said take pictures and just take it in and, and how it is juxtaposed with like the scenery it's very cool yeah yeah, I agree. That's a perfect way of explaining it. Um, and then, yeah, so Lunata Garden Bistro, I also found that for dinner. They had uh, garden, outdoor garden dining. They had vegan options, local food. It just looks like such an adorable place. Mm -hmm. So that would be dinner. Um, and then also, I didn't know this, but uh, apparently Cayucos is part of the Pacific Coast Wine Trail, which oh, very I nice. thought was really neat. Yeah, so there's uh, there are a couple places where you can grab some really great wine, and Cayuco Cellars was one of them. It's based in an old dairy, and uh, and yeah, they have their own wines, which sounded really cool, and I would try that. And then I found, in terms of accommodations, there's a place called Wellspring Ranch. Ooh, okay. That, yeah, it looked really cool. It's It's a little bit on the outskirts, but... It's a resort and it's situated on 160 acres. And wow. the, yeah, huge. And that's why people go just to disconnect. And, uh, and you can do yoga, there's a spa, you know, you can drink wine, hike. They have meals included, all in, in the price of a stay. And they even had this really incredible yurt on site that just looked so neat. And different, and it just seemed like the perfect place to oh, spend wow. a couple nights. Okay, maybe I'll tack on a, a stay at the ranch at the end of my weekend because that sounds amazing. Yeah, that, that is really yeah, cool. yeah. The yurt looked really incredible. It was huge, um, and and it was uh, yeah. So just everything, the whole property. I feel like you don't even mm -hmm. have to leave, but you know, if you do, then your trip only gets better from there. Right. Is it a working ranch or is it more of like a resort style ranch to where it's more about chilling out and relaxing? Yeah, it's more of a, a resort style okay. kind of, you know, expanse. But uh, I, it, maybe it could have been a working ranch way back when. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes but, sense. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, was there anything else that you found about Cayuco that we didn't talk about that you think people should know, you think people will maybe be enticed to visit once they learn? 
Honestly, I can't say one specific thing. I will say it just seems to be like if, if you have like an archetype in your head of like a chill California beach town that you can just hang out in. It's the perfect place. It's not too overrun. You don't have to worry about it being in like a huge city and you can just really, truly relax there, I think. Yeah, I agree. I, I would definitely second that. I feel like it's the place you would think about when you think of California and you've never visited where it's a tight-knit community, there's great food, yeah. art, surfing, beaches, uh, whales off the coast. Um, I did read one yeah. uh, comparison, which I've never seen the show, so it doesn't speak to me necessarily, but I understand the the concept of like, if Gilmore Girls was filmed in a real town in California, it would be in this town. I'm like, okay, that checks out from what I can see. Wow. How interesting. Yes, I could absolutely see that 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. If you're ready to take on this adventure with us, exploring the best small town getaways across the United States, make sure to like and subscribe on whatever listening platform you use. Only in Your State is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the U.S. We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to onlyinyourstate.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond.